Hey, it's Heather, and in this episode of Not Just Heather, we are joined by Stargate Pioneer, or SP, from Better Podcasting and the Gunna Geek Network. We hope that you enjoy his stories that he has to share from his journey. Welcome, SP, Stargate Pioneer, the illustrious, one of my <laughs> most amazing connections in podcasting, and it came about from Bandrew from Podcastage because he recommended better podcasting as a as a resource. But my goodness, I am so grateful for the last four years since twenty seventeen when when I found you. It has been wow, it's been that long, huh? So it has been a long time, and I'm grateful for the connection to Bandrew because he was able to do a lot of the technical stuff with microphones and microphone reviews, and allowed us on Better Podcasting to focus more on podcasts. Now we're both gearheads on better podcasting, Stephen and I, we both like to test out gears, but being in that cycle of always trying to test every single microphone just wasn't going to fit into our, our schedule, our, our, you know, what we do with the show, because we need to focus on other things with podcasting. I mean, there is a certain level of gear talk that has to happen, but beyond that, it was great. So it was great to make that connection with Bander. It happened because I was watching YouTube videos on reviews, microphone reviews at the time, and he kind of hit a couple of the early microphones that we we were also thinking about on better podcasting. And so we struck up a little dialogue and it's been a collaboration of sorts ever since. So that's good. And then I know that you showed up probably to his community, probably for the same thing, you know, getting advice about microphones. And then you probably started asking about podcasting. He's like, you know, you should check out these guys and better podcasting. So it was a win, win, win. Absolutely. And what a recommendation because a huge impact on my journey in podcasting. Absolutely huge. And I have another connection story to share with you because one of my other guests is Josh Liston, who has also been profoundly impacted by his experience with Better Podcasting and the Gunna Geek Network. Josh is a good friend. I actually just recorded an episode with him on his new show and it was a fun talk. We always talk back and forth about the industry. He's a lot more into music than I am, but he also likes to podcast and we just go back and forth. He also has a show on the Guinea Geek Network and he talks about television shows that have been canceled or got revived on another network or stuff like that. And I've been able to collaborate with him several times and it's been fun all the time, but we have sort of the same viewpoints on podcasting when it comes to independent or hobby podcasting. So it's great. And uh, he's more of a neighbor to you than anybody else. And I know you're not like right next door. There is still an ocean between you, but he's in Australia and you're in New Zealand. So you're both South Hemispheres. Yeah, he likes to refer to me as his New Zealand correspondent. It's quite funny. <laughs> I just enjoy that. But he's made some really super valuable connections within the community itself with Stephen John Drew, yourself, and Johnny Pennington was one that came up as an amazing connection who has been, as I've seen, also an amazing part of the, the community. Johnny Pennington, he's got some great ideas, and I've talked to him behind the scenes quite a bit because we actually share some common real-world industry stuff, but... He has these great concepts of what he wants to do with a podcast. So he comes, he's a regular fixture in better podcasting. I think he comes more for the entertainment than anything else because there <laughs> is an entertainment aspect to our show. We like to kid around Stephen and I, while we're talking about podcasting, because we like to have fun with podcasting. It's our hobby. It's what we do to let go a little bit, to 
uh, have as a creative outlet. And Johnny is kind of like that. He just hasn't started his podcast. So we often kid him from time to time about, dude, you got to start a podcast. You got to start a podcast. He's had some real life issues. He's had some home renovations he's had to take care of and focus on. But um, I'm hoping this is the year that we get Johnny Pennington's podcast episode one. Whoa, that would be a huge, huge launch party for that one. That would be exciting. I know. I'd drink to that. <laughs> Absolutely. So you mentioned briefly there about hobby podcasting and your passion for it. And that radiates in all that you do. There's advice out there to do as SP says, not as SP does, because you have had lots of creative passion projects that you've been doing. Yeah, it's kind of a, a, a joke, a running joke. On Better Podcasting episode 50, I laid down my golden rules of a hobby podcasting. And I believe rule number one is if you're going to hobby podcast, don't do any more than two shows. You just need to do two shows because there is a lot and you are very familiar with this. There is a lot that goes into producing a show. You have to promote the show. You have to do all the back end stuff. If you're running a website, you have to do that. So it's a very complicated thing to run a podcast. And once you get one going, you're like, Hey, every week, you know, I have a little extra time. I could throw it in here and I could start another podcast and Ooh, here's a subject that I want to talk about. And you start another podcast and your friends come on and say, Hey, join us on this podcast. And you're like, Hey, yeah, that'd be great. And all of a sudden you got seven podcasts going every week and you're going, I have no time. I can't sleep. So the golden rule of hobby podcasting or one of the golden rules of hobby podcasting was to only do two hobby podcasts per week because you have to work. You have to go and take care of yourself, get food, go to the grocery store, take care of housework, you know, wash your clothes or buy new clothes. You know, your family, you can't completely disengage yourself with your family if you have a family. So yeah, you can't do more than two, and there, I guess that is the running joke, because I was doing seven at a point, one point in time. I'm down to three, but it's still three, and I'm still breaking the rule, and the only way I'm able to do that is all three of my projects are collaborative, so I'm not doing any one of them singularly by myself. So I can kind yeah. of stretch the rule a little bit, but I'm still breaking the rule. Someday, <laughs> someday, I will be within that rule. Uh, but I really appreciate the passion that you share for it, the lessons that you've learned along your journey with Stephen John Drew on Better Podcasting. It helps us, people who are interested in podcasting and getting out and finding our feet. It helps us so much and also helps seeing the sausage being made because you do live recordings of the show. And that was one of the epic things that I enjoyed coming to when I first found you was the live chat. And I made heaps of other connections from there, like Emily Prokop, who was incredible and just a supportive environment, but the lessons that I learned along the way. And most of the time, it seemed like you were pointing things directly at me, not knowing that that's exactly what I needed to hear. <laughs> we hear that oftentimes. Matter of fact, uh, we just did an episode on it's okay to let your show go and start a new mm-hmm. one. Like you're bogged down with whatever. Uh, it's just not the show that you want to keep on doing. You're not really passionate about doing that show anymore, but you're still passionate about podcasting. So it's okay to let that show go and start a new show. And we did that. And we got a tweet when we released the episode, like within 15 minutes saying, Oh, this is such the episode that I need to hear because I need to do this. And we're like, Hey, you know, you never know who you're speaking to. And, and then, you know, I learned that a little birdie told me that a good friend of mine was actually uh, moving on from her past projects into some new podcast projects and, and uh, you know, the episode might apply to her too. So, you know, that's, that was really neat that it was starting to apply to a lot of people and, 
I, I can't remember how I came up with the idea. Maybe it was just because a lot of people were starting shows and then they had co-hosts that weren't interested in continuing. So they still wanted to podcast and they couldn't, but it applies to everybody. And shows like that are great. And the other thing that you mentioned were the live shows that we do. We've actually changed because so many people like our live shows. Every other week we do a main better podcasting show, but in the off weeks we have a better podcasting live show where we actually talk back and forth to the audience and they can bring questions and they can interact with the show. We can't have them on the show live just the way that we produce the show yet it might be coming in the future, but mm-hmm. we do take questions live and we talk back and forth to people virtually. And that seems to be a big hit too. I can imagine because you guys did a great job prior to that becoming a thing with doing the live recording, interacting with the chat beforehand and afterwards, and maybe pulling something as you go. I mean, the hosting of a live show as well as trying to get through the content that you're actually trying to get through is huge. And I think it's really neat that you've gone and got a separate place for a specific live show because that engagement with the people who are listening and getting value from it is probably mutually beneficial. It is. It allows us to bring some energy into the show and talk to the subjects that are important to the people, or at least the the live people that come into the show, maybe not our complete audience, because only a portion of the audience comes in live. It's not like we have our complete audience in the live show every time. And that's the beauty about podcasting, because you can record a podcast, and even if it's live, you can still put it out so that your whole audience can listen to it days or weeks later. Yeah, that is good. And also with podcasts, you can listen to them whenever, wherever you are. I did love the visual element of, well, I do love, not did, do love the visual element of your show as well, just because it helps to see and connect with you. And amazing that you can manage all that. But that helped me when I was thinking about the projects that I wanted to do and how I wanted to make a certain event where I brought people together. Had I not been a part of your live recordings, that whole process would have been a lot harder and more daunting Yeah, the way we do it is not the only way that you can do it, but it does depict the fact that you can do that. Now, a lot of people do it in in several different ways, and it is possible to do. It's it's, uh, great because this is 2021, and we started Better Podcasting in 2015. We brought the video element to it. And to be honest with you, it took us 10 months to get to the point between concept of the show, because we did it in the holidays season of the year before of, of 2014, to mm-hmm. when we recorded our first episode, which was not live, but then we went live shortly thereafter. And it took us that long to create the video aspect of the show. Uh, we needed new hardware. We needed to figure out the new software and that sort of thing. So it is a complete new complexity to everything. But we wanted to be able to do it in a manner that anybody could do it as well. If they wanted to put the work in to learn how to do it, you can do it with uh, software that's available to everybody. You could do it with just your home gaming PC or your MacBook Air now or whatever. So it is accessible to anybody. And just the fact that we do it is is a great example. Now, not everybody that podcasts or listens to better podcasting wants to do it visually. It is, as you know, a complete, it's exponential uh, complexity that arrives from adding video to a show. But you can still do it. So it's, it's a good example, I guess. And we get some great feedback from it, but there's a portion of our audience that doesn't care about the video part anyway. (laughs) For sure. And at least that way there is like, not that you have to do that, but it is neat that you are capturing both of those kind of things. And I appreciate the effort basically (laughs) is what I was trying to, 
Thank you. With these amazing connections, we briefly touched on that Joshua is part of Gunna Geek Network, but what is the Gunna Geek Network to you? Well, the Gunna Geek dot com community is mm-hmm. it's a bunch of like-minded people that get together and can talk about the same sorts of things so what we talk about in good geek is in the name says it all it's geeky related so tech stuff uh computer stuff i talk about space stuff there because it's a way to get my geek outlet on and, and the incredible space uh, advancements that are going on right now uh, there's a lot of TV and entertainment and movies and comic book talk that's happening as well. We do have some industry professionals that are there and gaming. We have a couple of gaming shows that are part of the community and they, one is a playthrough and they give advice to other hmm. people that are playing games. And another one is just a playthrough podcast. Now, fortunately both have been affected by the pandemic because you can't get together and they didn't completely transition to virtually. But uh, yeah. it, it is an important part of the geek culture, and we're very happy to have them on the network and to be able to communicate with everybody and interface with everybody. Now, not everybody in the community is interested in everything of the community. It's great that you can just pick pieces and parts and, and go with it. So we're fine with that. But it is a, a great it's a it's home. It's a place that I can go and I can talk to my buddies. And this is how things are in my life and, and uh, these are the stuff that I'm interested in. And that's a great thing about podcasting because when I started listening to podcasts in the uh, mid two thousand, I actually late two thousands, I wanted to know more about sci-fi stuff. That was the whole reason that I got into uh, podcasting is I got a hold of an iPod and I'm like, what is this podcasting stuff? And I was <laughs> listening to the radio and, and talk radio was kind of getting blah to me and, and music's okay, but I was really annoyed by all the commercials. Satellite radio had some comedy channels on it, but aside from that, it was almost the same as regular radio. So when I got into podcasting, there was actually subjects that I cared about. It wasn't just the sports and news talk and, and music stuff. There was actually talk about uh, sci-fi shows, Battlestar Galactica at the time. There was talk about um, you name it you could start to find it and if you didn't find it you could start a podcast about it and you could create a community about it It was a great time to start podcasting it's still a great time to start podcasting but it was a special (laughs) time back in the early 20 teens to start podcasting because it was you know still chugging along becoming part of mainstream culture and i think that really happened in the mid 20 teens about about the time we started better podcasting things just ramped up and we're at the point now where it is part of common culture and there are 2 million podcasts out there. There have been 2 million podcasts that have been made and that are available in uh, Apple podcasts. Uh, not all of them are active now, but it's incredible to know that just in that short time, that short less than 15 years time that we've gone from one to 2 million. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. <laughs> but I love that there is still space for people to start a podcast like you said now's a good time to make one if you're thinking about it and what I love about it is that it's like the power of voice sharing your voice sharing your story sharing it the way that you want to so what is podcasting for you I like being able just to talk on a microphone I actually have tried voice acting here recently and it's great but I discovered that I need a lot of acting training which I kind of knew already but it was interesting to actually be in an audio drama with other trained actors and voice actors and to me just trying to 
mimic what they were doing and just get by because I didn't want to ruin their production. So there is the, just the use of the microphone. It's like playing a musical instrument to some, you know, playing in a band uh, to others. It's like playing sports or running, which I also do, but, uh, or it's like uh, boating or going for Sunday drives or working on your house or, or that sort of thing. It's that creative outlet. It's my hobby. And I really enjoy doing that. I like to connect to other people that I can talk to, stuff that I want to talk to about like a lot of the stuff that I talked about on the podcast I can kind of sort of talk about it at work but yeah. <laughs> it's not the main thing of everybody and everybody at work has their own thing and and nobody believe it or not rocket scientists are not all about geeky things so it <laughs> is it is kind of like okay yeah and if it's something mainstream culture uh, I'll give an example. So Game of Thrones, right? Mm-hmm. That used to be a big lunchtime conversation with everybody after the latest episode came out. But then, you know, some people stopped watching the show. I was one of the first, I think. And everybody was amazed. They're like, you're leaving the show? That This is your <laughs> stuff. I'm like, yeah, well, I, I'm not getting into it. There's, there's no character in there that I know is going to be there at the end that I can root for. There's no story that I can root for there because... The author of the stories has said he's just going to kill everybody off. So uh, it's just not the story for me. And they're like, oh, wow. So they continue to talk about it. I was like, okay. Uh, but on the podcast, I can tell my friends that. And they're like, all right, you know, we're not going to talk about that anymore. What else are you watching right now? You know, and we talk <laughs> about that instead. Uh, whereas yeah. making that jump with the, uh, the work buddies, that's just not going to happen. So yeah, it's a community of people. It's, it's uh, great that I can reach out and talk to anybody throughout the world and mm-hmm. know that I'm talking to somebody that gets what I'm interested in. So uh, that is a great part of podcasting as well. And the simple thing with better podcasting is I like to help other people and better podcasting inherently helps other people improve their show or keep their show going or gives them uh, an idea of what to do differently so their audiences thank them afterwards. So better podcasting is actually very uh, extensive in the scope of what we can do to help people, both podcasters and listeners. Yeah, it absolutely is. And you've got things in there like How I Save My Podcast, different segments and things in there. But overall, the whole show is incredibly helpful. The Gunna Geek Network in general is a very supportive place to be. There's lots of different topics you can connect with there, like you were saying. And you've branched out and made some lots of connections. You mentioned the uh, voice acting, which is tricky. And I imagine like training, but also really good directive directions <laughs> while while acting it helps but you've also been you like being a guest on with other people and you've had some great guests yeah it has been a really good year for guesting for me uh and i don't like market myself aside from saying i'm available to guests i don't go out and i'm not on any list i can guest on your show sort of thing or i can be a resource for your news story or anything like that i guess i probably should but (laughs) i just like hanging out with other people And some people know me through my shows and some people I know through listening to their show and just commenting on and they say, hey, you know, why don't you come on our show? And so I've been on I was trying to count it. It's uh, almost 10 shows so far this year. So it's just been a really fun year for that. And I've been on some shows that I just didn't ever think that I would be talking about that subject like Oof, right in the childhood. That was a great show to be on because we talked about The Rescuers, which is a Disney anime movie from or cartoon movie from 1977 
And that was something I was interested in at the time because I watched it in theater. Wow. And I have the VHS copy and everything. Yeah. If you listen to the episode on Uferite the Childhood, you'll hear the story. It was because my parents had moved to a new neighborhood and it was the very first like quote unquote play date that I had with other kids that were in that new neighborhood. We went out and we watched <laughs> the rescuers. So that movie actually meant something to me. The person, Jen who runs if right in the childhood had no idea why I was on the show or why I wanted to talk about the rescuers or whatever, other than we had made a connection in a discord server about mm-hmm. podcasting. And she was asking for guests and I say, I will sign up for the rescuers. So it was like, cool. So we had a great talk and she was kind of amazed at my, my experiences, my depth of knowledge about it and that sort of thing. So it's just, a, it, it's fun to talk about that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, 2021 has been pretty cool. I've always been, if you go to my pod chaser, you'll see a lot of the guest appearances I've had over the years, but uh, this year has, it's stacking up pretty quick. That is exciting. The more we can hear of SP, the better. And I love <laughs> and appreciate that you've been a part of things that I've done as well, like the Sunshine Summits. And it was amazing to join you on Better Podcasting. And also the Gunna Geek Christmas special, which is still one of my biggest highlights, I think. That was just a, lot of, a very fun project to be a part of. And you're you're all very creative. You've got great stories to share. And I love the passion that you bring when you share your stories. It was, first of all, it was great having you guests on the show. That was excellent. It was kind of de facto 100 episode. It was an unnamed bonus episode to have you on for Better Podcasting. But that was fun having you there. And as far as the Christmas specials, they're great. Like Stephen every year, because it's a really busy time of the year, especially with Stephen with young kids. I'm past that right now. But I still... Mm-hmm have to be busy with family and that sort of stuff. So I don't know. We might change a little bit of what we do with that this year, do it a little bit more in advance than we normally do, because just recording like three shows the week before the holidays is just not fun to do. So I don't know what we're going to do. We haven't talked about that at all, but I do know that Steven loves to do those Christmas specials. He's really (laughs) big into Christmas. He lights up his house, just like the Griswolds in national lampoons, Christmas vacation. And if you ever see a picture, if he ever lets a picture out of all of the stuff that's in his front, his front yard is literally stacked stuff on stuff on top of stuff on on top of stuff of all this, (laughs) you know, holiday decorations. It's lighted up and he's got this whole intricate system just to make sure that it's everything's powered and it doesn't interfere with each other and that sort of thing. So he uh, he goes all out on that sort of stuff, and it's great to have him have the opportunity to make something like a Christmas special every year. I think there's one or two years that we haven't done it, but we did a de facto one this past year. It was really fun, and the one that you were on was was great, too. So it's really fun doing projects like that and having a group of people that will get together and Because it's preparation that you have to do. You have to sit down and record. Well, first of all, for him, he has to script everything out. Mm -hmm. literally like an episode of TV or whatever. And then we sit down and we're like, okay, I need these shots from you. And this is what I want from you in these shots. And we have to do the shots. And it's not as easy as you might think, because we're mic'd up. We didn't just, you know, put our cell phones in front of our face and, and, and do stuff. So some of us actually do it with elaborate cameras and we do it with uh, uh, lapel mics and stuff like that to record our audio. So it does get pretty intricate, pretty fast and takes a lot of effort to pull it all together. And I credit Steven for that. And it's great to be part of it. So, and it was great to have you part of it. The year that we did it was, well, I went back this past year to, to watch that and listen to the narration. It's great that your accent to it just brings it all together. It was awesome. 
Thank you. <laughs> I go back and watch it too. It's like my holiday thing now, just because it's it's fun. The collaborative projects are amazing. It's fun to do something outside of the box, outside of the normal content that you make, and to make something fun and special and memorable like that. I think all of that stuff kind of fuels um, Stephen's fire. As as tricky and as intricate as it gets, I think he's got a drive for that, which is how these projects come to be. But. Yeah, I love that you're able to all share it with us. His real passion is video production. He went to mm. school for it for a little bit and then had to, he didn't drop out, but he he had to pivot to something else. Uh, I just think the industry wasn't hiring at that point in time and he saw the writing on the wall. So he elected to do something else with his career. But this is his outlet. Like he, he honestly he should be in Hollywood or at least the Vancouver um, filming market right now. And I don't know if he would have moved away from that area now or not if he had gotten into it but he he legitimately should be part of the film and tv industry right now so these little projects just give him an outlet to do that sort of thing and and maybe one day i don't know maybe we'll see steven in a big time credit for a movie or a tv show we'll see <laughs> that would be awesome watch this space <laughs> but your connection with steven has been one that has been a long you've been connected for a long time but you've not met in person at least I don't think so still. No, no. I wanted to surprise him this past year and it just didn't happen. The funny thing is I've met his brother. <laughs> I met his, <laughs> I met his brother without knowing who he was, uh, or Steven that is, or the fact that he even existed. So his brother and I met a few times actually. And I, I've always wanted to go up to see his brother and I don't talk to his brother as much anymore, largely because I'm so busy podcasting with Steven. You know, it used to be seven times a week, but, but yeah, I do still talk to his brother from time to time. It was just, it's it's, uh, funny talking back and forth between the two of them. So the two of them have, because the pandemic haven't really gotten together much over the past year, but they see each other quite a bit. And, you know, I've passed my messages between the two of them all the time. It's just kind of funny, but yeah, I've not met Steven in person. I would like to go meet him in person. And we'll see if we can actually make that happen. It would be really cool to have that happen at an event where other people could also meet us as well. But Mm -hmm. it's unlikely to happen if I actually go see him where he lives because there's no events where he lives. It's a neat place where he lives, but there's no events there. That's tricky. There's also none here either. And that's hard. But I was really had my hopes up for 2020 because I had booked a trip to come to the States and see all of the amazing people that I've met and you were included in that. And I, my heart was broken when that didn't happen, but also grateful to have not gone and been safe here, I guess, because we've had a pretty easy run. But what are some of the things that have been helping you get through the last 12 months? Well, obviously, you know, podcasting and work. I've been working the entire time too. It was interesting just trying to figure out how to work and that sort of thing in the situation. Also just busy with projects at home. Some of the projects were emergency projects that had to happen anyway, but some Mm -hmm. of the projects uh, were like, okay, so this is on the docket. I'm going to knock this one out. The one project that I wanted to knock out last year that I didn't is, and you're the first to know this, is I'm going to do the final try at the engine rebuild. I've tried three Uh times already. I have gotten it back together in the car. It stalled. It froze. Uh, This is my son's car that he burnt out the engine. I've been trying to rebuild it ever since. So if it doesn't work this year by this fall, if I have made significant progress, I will put it up for sale and somebody will drag it away or I'll pay somebody (laughs) to drag it away. So yeah, projects like that are, are what's keeping me going. I, um, honestly, I, 
I took a couple weeks and I did cable management on my entertainment centers. Nice. Yeah. So they look nice now and everything. And I can trace all the, the wires and the, you know, the HDMI cables and, and everything, the power cables. And if I have to replace something, I know what I need to replace versus pulling the cord out and, you know, trying to shove a new one in, in this rat mess of, of cables and stuff like that. So, you know, that was something that I did for a while. And of course I've got that new bomb shelter, uh, that's stocked full of prepper, uh, foods and everything. So that was exciting to do last year. That's exciting. I'm I'm (laughs) kidding about that. I still have a yacht that we were supposed to go sailing on, but we'll do that one day. But I enjoyed talking with you for one episode of Sunshine and Power Cuts. It's called Sail Away with SP, and that was a lot of fun. I haven't actually been out on my boat. It needs a lot of work, and that's one project I haven't got to in all of this. But, yeah, it's there from a rainy day. And the engine, like, that project will be a bit of an end of an era if it's either finished or it gets towed away. <laughs> yeah, because it's been a staple of talk quite a bit, right? So, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. E- either either I fix it or not. And uh, there's a high probability that I will actually fix it. Heck, I am a rocket scientist, but some of the parts, um, it's it's kind of like, okay, this is good enough. So if I was really doing this, I would build the engine from scratch on up, but mm-hmm. this is just a cheap, let's see if I can repair it. And uh, it's a co- closing in on a 15 year old car right now. And it's not really a classic or anything like that. So I just want to get rid of it at this point. Yeah. Make space for something else. Yeah. Like, uh, cleaning <laughs> and finish a project if you yeah. can. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that. Hopefully getting the house ready to, to sell oh, because wow. yeah, that will enable me to be able to move somewhere else without a lot of hassle. I mean, that could happen right now anyway, but, uh, we'll see. I'm, I was interested in a job opportunity in Maui. We'll see if that comes to fruition. That's a huge opportunity in a sense of the just physical proximity moving thing. But I'm keeping my fingers crossed or hoping for the best or something for you because, yeah, change is interesting and good sometimes. I honestly don't know if it's going to happen or not. It's kind of like one of those dream jobs that you apply for and you're like, okay, if I get it, great. If not, oh, well. And if I get it, oh, no, because there is a lot (laughs) of change that's going to come with it. Uh, in Maui is a very expensive place to live. So, you know, the big, huge house that I'm living in right now will become like a studio apartment or something like that. So I, I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Whatever happens though, I know. And hopefully your passion for podcasting and space and all of the other things that you love to geek out about will continue because that's one of the things that just resonates in all that you do, your helpfulness, your, your passion and your support of others. So thank you for all that you do, SP. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, this has been fun talking to you. I wish we could do it more often, but you've got a lot of other people you need to talk to now. I'm really looking forward to listening to some of these episodes. And knowing what podcasting is about, this one I went into with a different mindset, the lessons I've learned from better podcasting and have done a lot more preparation before launching. So hopefully that pays off. For whatever you need with your podcasting uh, journey, please check out Better Podcasting. You can find them where it's Better Podcasting can be found at betterpodcasting.com. The rest of the community and the network can be found at gunnageek.com. That's G-O-N-N-A-G-E-E-K.com. And all our podcasts and our Discord community can be found that way as well. As a matter of fact, that's probably the best place to find me. I'm on Twitter as well, but the Discord server is probably the the 
best place to to find me. I'm more often on Discord and Discord is a lot more communicative because you can go back and forth versus on Twitter you're like posting, sending it and you're waiting for somebody to respond and that sort of thing. So and it's out in the public so just about anybody can can read it and that's not a bad thing. It's just in a Discord server you know that People that are reading it want to be there and they want to read it. So it's just a little different. Anyway, yes, uh, gunnageek.com is where to find all the stuff. Yeah, I love Discord for the sense of community that it gives. And like still people, anyone can join that, I guess. But I love that you welcome people when they arrive. And it is a nice space of people coming together for all of the different things that they're passionate about and definitely worth checking it out. Uh, Thank you again, SP. And I look forward to talking to you again sometime, hopefully in the not too distant future. Look forward to that. (laughs) Cool. Thank you, SP, for sharing your time with us to have this conversation. And thank you, listener, for listening and sharing your feedback. We would love to hear from you. If you have a connection with SP or you find one after listening, please share them with us. And if there's someone you know who might benefit from discovering more about SP, we would love for you to share it with them too. All of the details of this episode can be found at justheathers.com forward slash guests. Until next time.